The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back. The NBA is almost here. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, Pelicans fans? Welcome to another episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host and contributor to thebirdrights.com and Bleacher Report. Today, we are very excited to be visiting with the Toronto Blue Jays medical director and advisor to QuestCap, Dr. Glenn Copeland. How are you today, sir? I'm doing just great. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're so thrilled. Uh, We have so many questions to ask you, so we're going to go ahead and dive right on in. Before we do that, sir, uh, just... Wishing you uh, very well. I, I know it's uncertain times. Uh, how how has the past three months been treating you? Well, it's uh, it. it I, I think for every uh, doctor that I know, it, it's been a horrible, horrible time um, because we, we can't do what we've all been trained to do, and that is uh, to in each of our specialties uh, to be helping our patients to see our patients in person to be able to. Um, treat and examine and, and provide the care that that uh, every every physician's ever uh, been trained to do, and so so it's been very very difficult and frustrating for us. Um, now that we're getting back, it's uh, I think all of us are loving uh, being back, doing what uh, we we love doing, and uh, uh, this this virus has been a very perplexing time. For all of us, because this is something we've uh, never seen. Uh, the, the, the big word I think that we've heard the last three months, Preston, has, has been this unprecedented virus, and it is because it's something we've never seen uh, in my career. The only thing that uh, I've seen that uh, was was in, in any way uh, drawn analogy to would, would have been the HIV um, AIDS issue in the early '80s, and so. Um, it's 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 been um something that I I hope I never see again and um, I hope we can uh, uh, get the 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 vaccine and and the treatments as fast as possible. Yeah, well, before we get the vaccine and the treatments, I know that you uh, have been uniquely qualified to to help 20 different uh, teams across the four major sports that have reached out to you and QuestCap for the help in, in getting back to some form of normalcy, getting back to playing meaningful games. And we're, we're going to cover all of it. But before we start with that, I want you to explain to us your three-zone method. Sure. 
So this method is, is you know, it's uh, the outer zone, the middle zone, and the inner zone. And, um, you know, I think we got to come back to basics and, and, and simplify this um, for, um, for, for everybody, the public is specifically, and that is that, that the whole basis of, of what we have to do as, as, as a society is stop people from catching the virus. Uh, it's as basic as that. And I think we've gotten somewhat off, off topic of, of, of so many um, groups who are talking about um, masks and gloves and, 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 and all the things that we use to stop the spread of the virus. But the, the most important thing is stopping the spread. So um, our outer zone, middle zone, and inner zone is, is, is pretty simple. The outer zone is the world. That's where we all live, and that's that's where we, um, you know, do our day-to-day life. The middle zone is the area that is the protector, if you will, of the inner zone. The inner zone has to be as COVID-free as possible because if there's no COVID uh, virus in that zone, then you can't catch it, and, and, and that's the key. So the middle zone is the testing zone. That's the zone, Preston, that people um, will be tested, whether it's um, PCR testing, antigen testing, antibody testing, the the list goes on. Uh, But also in that zone, that middle testing zone, you can do, um, you know, the the simple basic medical stuff, temperature checks, um, you know, symptom checks. Most people, if, if you talk to them uh, and, and explain that when people get a cold, they get symptoms. They understand that. And it's the same with COVID. You, for the most part, you're going to get symptoms in most cases. It might be mild. It might be um, a sore throat. It might be upper respiratory cough. It might be, um, you know, almost like an asthma attack with difficulty breathing, losses of smell, uh, loss of taste. It could be any one of those, and it could also be obviously high fevers um, and other symptoms. And so, in that middle zone, we go looking for the symptoms, we go looking for temperature, and we do the testing. If the testing and no fever and no symptoms, all of it match, then we have, you know, to make the assumption that you are COVID free because. The testing that we do, uh, the blood testing, whether it's antigen, antibody, um, uh, nasal swab, that will lead us to believe that you are COVID-free. Now you can enter into the COVID-free zone as long as you stay in that zone and everybody who's in that zone has gone through the same testing, um, then we're 98, 99% sure that there's no COVID in that zone. And that's exactly what NBA basketball is doing they're they're looking at this bubble if you will we call it the inside zone and it's a great way and a safe way to to try and start sports hey dr copeland you made the transition for me because <laughs> when i was listening to you describe <laughs> in detail each zone that's the first thing that popped to mind of course was the bubble and what nba is trying to pull off in Orlando. So it sounds like that you have a good trust in what they're trying to create there. Um, Despite, I mean, basically, what are some concerns that you think could arise just from, you know, 
I know that you 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 have to take great meticulous care in zone two, but with, with so many people, do you how reliable and effective do you think the NBA can effectively pull off this COVID free zone? Because even they've announced they expect that at least some players will contract, you know, the coronavirus. Sure. That's, that's a, a terrific question because um, uh, here's – first off, I commend the NBA for an incredibly great job. Uh, the commissioner and, and his team and the, the owners and the general managers, all of them, um, they work very hard and very close together um, to, to, to do all the right things. Um, you know, we saw, and I'll you know look back uh, three, four weeks ago, where, where the G- German uh, Premier Soccer League started up, and the first uh, before the first weekend, uh, two players tested positive for COVID, and that is going to happen. Uh, I, I can I hate to say, uh, but I would expect that um, we are going to see an NBA player or two or three, you know, test positive. The key, Preston, the real important part of this is to prevent the spread. So, you know, a player may contract it through um, uh, going to uh, a restaurant that maybe, um, you know, he he shouldn't have gone to. Um, We don't know exactly where. By leaving the bubble, possibly, um, he, he may contract it. But the great news is we're going to pick it up. Uh, the NBA will pick it up. They're going to get him in quarantine. They're going to get him uh, the medical care he needs, if, if he needs medical care. Um, and just like what happened in Germany, the player will be back uh, on the playing field uh, within a period of 7, 10, 12 days. Uh, he won't be infectious ag- anymore, and he'll return to normal. Um, and, and uh, you know, that's the statistic of 99.9% of young, healthy um, adults. And, and so uh, we would expect that he'll um, do just fine. Um, and, and, and we, by, by, you know, looking at the testing, uh, the testing is, is going to catch anybody who could be a potential spread. So, yes, unfortunately, somebody is going to get diagnosed with COVID. And I'll, I'll liken this to what happened in 1991, Preston, where I, I don't know if, if you're old enough to remember, but um, <laughs> we, we, we lived through HIV. We, we lived through the early 80s mm-hmm. with HIV, and, and we were all scared. We, we didn't understand it. We didn't understand the transmission. We didn't understand how contagious it was. Uh, there were so many stories and rumors. Um, but and, and I must say, uh, you know, part of, of, of Major League Baseball at the time and, and, and working with the teams and, and uh, um, the players were nervous. Players were scared. They, they didn't know if they could contract it from saliva or, mm-hmm. or blood or getting close to another player. But guess what? 1991, um, Magic Johnson goes public with HIV. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Every other player in the league rallied around him as they should have. Um, they played against him. There was no more fear. Magic, thank God, has gone on to a fabulous career. He's done exceptionally well um, in his business life and his personal life. And, and we all admire what an incredible uh, legacy um, that, that Magic Johnson is. 
And COVID is going to be the same in, in, just in regards to the fact that, yeah, a player is going to test positive. And guess what? He's going to isolate. He's going to quarantine. And he's going to come back. And it's going to show the world that right now um, we have to take every precaution we possibly can. We have to listen to the infectious disease doctors, the epidemiologists, the immunologists, uh, public health docs, all of them. But we're going to have to live with COVID for the time being until we have either a great treatment uh, or until we have a vaccine. So um, great, great kudos to the NBA um, for um, looking at this virus, respecting it, uh, understanding it, finding the safe way uh, to, to pick up their sport and to keep not only the players, but everybody around these teams safe uh, as best they possibly can. Um, but, you know, life is going to move forward. And, uh, you know, it's a return to safe life is what, is, is what the NBA is, is going to show us, that it can be done. And, and that, yes, there'll be drawbacks. Uh, you know, we know there'll be drawbacks. Uh, there'll be a player. Um, the place that concerns me, um, is, is uh, which we all hope won't happen, is that we can't prevent the spread. Um, because if that happens, uh, then we, you know, our, our calculations ha have been off. And um, but I do believe, see, seeing what I've seen in the Taiwan League, Taiwan Baseball League, the South Korea Baseball League, and German Premier Soccer, um, they've all been able to do this. And I, I know that the NBA um, will be able to make this happen. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back. The NBA is almost here. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. It's good to know uh, how confident you are in their work and they are in you uh, to consider you an advisor. Uh, that, that helps us all to rest easy. Uh, but you mentioned, I want to circle back for a moment, you said the NBA is going to pick it up. And to do that, as you mentioned, they're going to need tests and they're going to need a lot of them. And you said as many as 30 players can be tested in 35 minutes with 15-minute results. For the common man who's never seen one of these tests, we, we've heard that you know goes back to the, to the nasal cavity, almost uh, tickling the brain, as some people like to joke. That's going to be uncomfortable <laughs> for players. Yeah, I know. It, right. It's pretty funny on the surface. So what are you doing to make these tests frequent so that these players can take them? How many will they need to take? And how can you make them more comfortable for these players? Sure. So... Uh, let, let me start off by saying, Preston, I am not uh, involved with, with the NBA, uh, you know, at all. I've spoken to um, three or four of their teams uh, as a um, informal consultant, uh, so I, I don't know the actual tests that the NBA will themselves be using. But let me tell you about the new testing. So the test that you're describing. Um, is the PCR test. That's the nasal cavity one where we go and take the swab out of um, a 
side of the nasal cavity, and you're right, it is way up there, so it's a little uncomfortable. But some of the newer testing, uh, the one that I'm referring to is an antibody test, is a pinprick. So it's very much like somebody um, who's diabetic who's doing blood sugar. You get a little pinprick, a drop of blood on your finger, um, it's put in a little tray, and from that, we can tell whether somebody has formed the antibodies uh, and have already been exposed and had the virus, or there's also a particular antibody uh, called IgM, and that antibody um, develops as the player or the person is getting ill, and, and it's the first antibody. And so that particular test is very easy to take. Um, you literally get a, a, a little pinprick, um, and people do very, very well with that little pinprick. They, they, most people don't even need a Band-Aid. And so, the, you know, they, um, they, they would grab a cup of coffee while they're waiting for the results to, to show up. And uh, if the results are negative, as, as we would expect, and they've already done the symptom check and they've already done the temperature check, um, and if all of that is negative, uh, off to the inner zone or the bubble, they go. And, and so um, the other part of this person, too, is gathering the data. So um, we don't have enough data on this new virus. And so and what I mean by that, uh, give you the example, when people get sick and they think they have COVID, they generally speaking will go to the doctor, but usually the hospital. And so the hospital sees them, they're already sick, they're running high fevers and all the symptoms that COVID have. But here we got healthy, healthy players um, who are getting tested every day. So by gathering the data, we might be able to find little telltale signs that somebody might have been infected but showing no symptoms. So what would that be? Maybe a slight rise in temperature. Maybe um, there's um, uh, an issue with breathing early on. Maybe there's a loss of, of taste early on. So by gathering the data, we will be able to help medicine uh, in any of these testing uh, protocols to look for the little things that may tweak us to say, oh, um, guess what? Every single patient had a loss of smell or a loss of taste four days before they got sick or whatever. So the data gathering that we can give to the public health people is going to be huge. Contact tracing is another part of this. Um, and so with the players, um, they'll be able to contact trace wherever and whoever they've been in contact with, uh, which will be terrific because we will be able to pinpoint um, whether it's baseball, basketball, or any of the leagues that get started, um, you know, where, where there's a contact so we can stop the spread. Again, stop the contagious aspect. Yeah, Dr. Copeland, that's interesting you bring that up because that's kind of where my next question is going to go. Have you had a chance to peruse at all what the NBA recently released uh, in regards to the health and safety protocol? I have not seen it. I heard it's out, but I have not seen it yet. So, okay. Uh, well, yeah, yeah I can familiarize with kind of what I'm, I'm going to ask. And that's basically they've divided up into a lot of different phases. But the thing that stands out to me is once these players get in, actually inside the bubble, 
you're still going to be asked to maintain a lot of physical distancing to limit interactions and the like. So I was curious, is that all just in basically to reduce the rate of transmission just in case a case was to pop up? Is that And is that, you know, the smartest exactly. idea to go about it? Because from what I understand, the players probably aren't going to be too happy about something like this. Well, here, here's, you know, um, one of the leagues which um, I, I, I've uh, been doing some consulting with, um, you know, this is, this is an issue for players because, you know, they're going to be taken away in, in many cases from their families. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, for the NBA, um, again, um, you know, you're probably looking, um, I'm guessing it's uh, 8 to 12 weeks. Um, you know, they'll finish off their season, uh, you know, do their, their playoffs, et cetera. Um, but, you know, when you start talking uh, about um, taking um, uh, baseball, for example, if, if they go to the bubble um, program, uh, you know, the players are, are, you know, 16, 18 weeks away from family, friends, um, you know, uh, social distancing. And one of the things that we've recommended, um, and, and I think, you know, there seems to be um, one of the things that, that both sides are accepting is maybe it's four weeks in the bubble, two weeks out of the bubble, okay? Um, so that, that the, you, the players, um, you know, will be away from their families, uh, their, their wives, their kids, their parents uh, for these great lengths of time. But um, I, again, commend the NBA for not letting up on this. You can't let up. Um, if, you, if you can social distance just in case, there's always that just in case. What happens if one photographer, um, you know, inadvertently did something and got too close to a player? Uh, what happens if a, a food handler, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, they're uh, wife came home the night before and worked in a in, in a in an, uh, a facility that had an outbreak. I mean, you know, you can't uh, live in a complete bubble. It, it, there's people coming in and out, and even though mm-hmm. you're testing them, somebody may carry in the virus. And and so, by doing the smart things, the social distancing, mm-hmm. possibly wearing a mask, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when you're not yeah, the there's arena. talk of that. Yes, exactly. And and so again, um, we we want to give all the players, the coaches, the trainers, the managers, all the tools they need to to absolutely make sure they're given um, all the the right uh, advice to make sure that we contain the virus as best we possibly can. So I'm a hundred percent in support of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think until, um, you know, um, we, we get a great treatment um, where, we, you know, if we can get to the stage. And, and I think you probably read recently dexamethasone um, came out and, and uh, you know, they, they feel 35 percent reducing the, the risk of getting, you know, really ill. And, and preventing fatalities. Well, that's the beginning. We, we, we got a nice beginning here. Sooner or later, there will be, just like there was with HIV, now we've got great cocktails. Now people who are HIV positive, um, for the most part, can live long and, and, and full lives um, on the right medications. 
but it's taken, you know, 25, 30 years to get there. We hope with COVID we can get there in the next few months where we can have great new um, uh, treatment protocols, whether it's cocktails or existing medications. And once we get there, there might be a little bit of a let up. But until we get there, we have to respect the virus for, for the incredible damage it could do. Thankfully, thankfully, in most cases, it doesn't do that damage. Um, you know, the statistics just came out in, in Canada, um, which were uh, a bit of an eye opener. And that is that, that the, the actual risk of a, of a fatality for healthy people under 65 is six in a million. Okay. Mm. So when you think of that statistic, you say six in a million, 65 and under healthy people, um, it, that, that mimics um, the motor vehicle accident statistics for 65 and under. Okay. So the good news is that, that yes, this is a, a deadly virus um, in, in certain cases in certain populations. But 65 and under in Canadian statistics is six people in a million will succumb to the virus 65 and under. So Mm -hmm. when we look at basketball, um, the risk we we extrapolate it um, it is very, very slight as people that players would become a fatality. But we still don't want them exposed to the virus under any circumstances. Uh, great stuff, Dr. Copeland. I'll get you out on this one. We are so grateful. You've been so kind with your time. Uh, you you spoke about fatalities as related to COVID-19 in Florida. It's about one in 30 who contract it. However, one in seven of those people who contract it still need to be hospitalized. Are you concerned about long-term effects that may affect someone who contracts the, de- the disease, though it doesn't necessarily uh, create a mortality? Right. And, and, um, Preston, you, you, you couldn't have asked a more timely question. Uh, their study just came out in the uh, journal, the American Medical Association. Um, and in this particular study, um, it says, and again, it, this is uh, one study, um, but it's saying that 22% of people who contract the virus could end up with some heart issues. Um, and, you know, are these heart issues going to be long term? Um, you know, the, the actual study that that's um, in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, uh, indicates um, what, what we call in, in, in medical terms a, an infection of the heart, that the, the virus can actually infect the heart. And in many of those cases, it, it, it can and, and does likely resolve. But in other cases, it doesn't. So we are now finding, unfortunately, that um, there could be longer term effects of the virus, even though you have recovered from the actual um, initial um, uh, infection of of the virus, that the long term um, concerns um, are are there. And um, as a uh, as a medical director for for um, the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, which is Canadian Football League team, um, you know, if and when we go to training camp, um, we've been told, you know, we've got to be aware that if somebody has had COVID, uh, we, we've got to make sure that there is no underlying, uh, you know, heart concern uh, or infection 
that's been caused by the virus. A whole new world for us because, um, you know, you take a normal, healthy athlete and, you know, in their 20s, um, you know, you'd normally don't think of, of uh, you know, worrying too much about a heart condition. And now with with this particular study, and there's going to be more and more of this. I mean, we know that you're, you know, people who've had the virus, um, it affects blood clotting. Uh, we've seen that, unfortunately. Uh, we've seen other other things, loss of smell, loss of taste. Uh, we know that people have long-term loss of smell and taste, and we don't know how long it's going to take to come back because this virus is only four or five months old. So there's all you, all these things that, you know, that's why it's so important, even though when you talk about statistics, um, you know, and, and we, we start talking numbers, um, that we know, like if we look at Canadian statistics, which are very similar to American, 5% of people who catch this virus are becoming a fatality. Now, the vast, vast, vast majority of them are, are people, you know, who are uh, over 65 with uh, comorbidities. You know, they're high hypertensive, uh, diabetic. Um, the list is, is, is quite long. But the, the, the important thing to realize is that it's still a virus that can cause other problems um, that can last a long, long time. Great stuff, Dr. Copeland. You've been so kind uh, with your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you, sir. Say, stay safe, uh, stay healthy to you and your family. And uh, I hope we can get these sports back soon. I, I, Preston, I, I, I'm hoping and I think they will. And, and these leagues are doing an incredibly great job at taking their time and finding the safe way uh, to, so we can turn our TVs on and, uh, and, and enjoy it once again. Be well and be safe, Preston, and thank you for taking the time with me. Thank you for listening to the bird calls on the armchair all-american network if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today